time why you punish me Hello, everybody. Welcome to Throwback to School, the podcast where we talk about stuff we liked in high school and whether it's good anymore or not, and whether we'd go back in time and revisit it ever again. I am your intrepid time traveler, Andrew, and with me is also a time traveler, and her name is... Liza, not six years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. Liza, would it shock you to know that I met you for the first time when you were six years old in a field and I was uh, 40, 40 something? Were you naked? Um, so the, the, the properties of my time travel, actually, I come in with more clothes than I was wearing. Oh, so I'm sort you're of like, overdressed. I'm like Joey when Joey put on all of Chandler's clothes on Friends. <laughs> Every piece of clothing I own, I'm wearing when I time travel. Wow. So you have to like take them off every time you come back to your present time? Yeah, because usually I land somewhere very hot and like I just have to like immediately declothe the like, off. 40 layers of clothing that I'm wearing. Do you have to keep rebuying clothes because you shed them off in the new timeline? You know, this is very complicated. I <laughs> I didn't really think about it that much, but you're right. I would have to re- keep rebuying clothes in the new timeline just to have clothes. Yeah, call me your your plot hole poker. Mm, it was so good, too, up until you poked a hole right through that plot. <laughs> uh, Liza, how are you doing? I am doing great, actually. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. It's uh, sunny in Seattle, which is great. I don't know mm-hmm. if it'll be sunny when this episode comes out, but as we're recording, quite sunny. Yeah, we've... Get some some regular sun as well, not random. Yeah, it's been I, like, I, I'm sure everybody's just enthralled to hear us talk about the weather, but we've had like two weeks of like very nice sunny weather, which is great. Mm-hmm. Not too hot, not too cold. Mm-mm. Seattle, you're doing perfect. We love you. <laughs> um, speaking of things we love, Liza, uh-huh. we did something that you loved in high school for this episode. And it's a little movie called The Time Traveler's Wife. Yeah. Do you want a little twist? Yes. Give me the twist. I didn't actually like the movie when I was in high school. (laughs) Um, I did not like this movie when I saw it in high school. Um, Although I I was for sure sold that I was going to like it because it has time traveling, which is kind of a cool concept, even though it's very often poorly done. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has great uh, components. It's like sci-fi, but can be like more, more, it can either be really fun or really serious. Yeah. And then mixed in with like a love story. I was like, yeah, bitch, any day. (laughs) Feed me up with a spoon. And then I watched it. Also, Rachel McAdams was, like, hot, hot at the time. Like, that was her peak movie era. Well, she's still she's still really famous right, and popular. Say, she well, does a lot. Like her but I feel like that's the peak, pe- her peakening, her, the, the beginning of her peak. The peakening? That was, that was great, Liza. <laughs> that was her peakening, and it was Eric Bana's bottoming of his peak. <laughs> 
So I was like, that's a good combo. It was two ships um, passing in the night of like, she's on the rise, he's on the descent. She's like waving at him as he's like going lower and lower and she's like uh-huh. going up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's going to lift him up, back up into stardom. Um, and then I watched it and I was like, wow, that sucked. But I bet the mo- I bet the book was really good, and it made me read the book. I really liked the book, so I was right that the concept is good. It just it has to be well executed. Hey, Liza, can I throw a twist in too? Yeah, I've also read the book. <gasps> no way. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. How did I not know that? I don't know. I I so <laughs> I similarly saw the movie first because like this is. So, spoiler, this is one of Jillian's favorite books. Oh. So, when they made the movie of it, she was very excited to see it because she loved Uh the book. Mm -hmm. And both of us agreed when we watched it that neither of us, like, that it just was, it didn't really, like, especially, I don't think the beginning, like, we're sort of jumping ahead to, like, when we review, we'll we'll give our thoughts, but, like, I don't think the beginning of the movie particularly works that well. I think like, especially the parts where he's visiting her as a child, it like border it's it it borders line on very creepy. And like in the book, it doesn't come off that way. Like it, it's a little cuter. It doesn't. It's a there's a little more of like mystery and whimsy involved with it when it's like grown up Eric Bana showing up buck naked to like in front of a six year old girl and he's like hey uh i know who you are can you give me pants it's just it's a little like what the fuck is this creep doing yeah and also doing the same with himself as a child like there's more than one scene at the very first 15 minutes of him butt naked as a 40 year old man giving advice or caring for a small child so it's just like ah why yeah um versus an i agree in the book you get so much more well i think i so i read it a while ago so i don't quite recall the details of the book but i remember the feelings of it and i remember the beginning setting you like you get a lot more background on both sides of the characters and especially his you get just so much more on both sides and like on eric bana's like internal turmoil so you like get from the get-go that that's not his mindset isn't creepy so then you're like reassured and you don't start with him butt naked in the woods or whatever um so yeah uh to to warn everybody slash uh soothe them that we are not complete creeps um the the movie did not do do like give due diligence to like the carefulness of the story in the book which i think the it's not the only thing that made the movie bad i think i don't know about i agree i think like uh you know again we'll get to to like final thoughts a little bit later but like i think Mm -hmm. uh, like so this is the second time i've seen it um Mm -hmm. I I did not like the movie the first time I saw it. It's still I would still say it's probably not very good, but mm-hmm. for me I think the movie kind of turns around once the child is introduced. His like their kid. 
Yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. know what it is about that that like shifts the movie. I think like one, like she's a very cute kid actress. Whoever plays is Alba is the name of their child. Alba. Yeah. Alba. Alba. Mm-hmm. She is cute as hell. Like such a like, like mm-hmm. very fun, precocious kid actor. And like the fact that like, I, I think like when she, like the whole thing about like her seeing her dad is like it's very mm-hmm. sweet. She's doing it very mm-hmm. well. This like sort of like oh my gosh, mm-hmm. my, I'm so happy to see my dad is like very cute to watch. And like for me, that's kind of when the movie starts to like turn around a little bit. And like maybe mm-hmm. that's because like the movie starts to get a little more focused in that time in that time period. Uh-huh. Like whereas like before, it's like oh he he left for two weeks. Oh he's back. Oh he's you know like it's just like a lot of it's just a lot of jumping around. You're not really getting any sort of like sense of character from anybody, including like two important side characters in the book of Gomez. And I already forget the other girl's name, but like Gomez, like, you know, it's weird because like, there's a part in the movie where Eric Bana is like, you and I are going to become very good friends. And then it's just like, okay, but you're gone for the rest of the movie now. Bye. See you later, Gomez. And it's just like these two side characters that you think are like getting some like screen time are just like gone for like 45 minutes of the movie. And yeah, that's kind of, like, and they're really important in the book. Yeah. And not that like, yeah. I, you know, I don't care. Like I've always said, I don't care if you remake a movie from a book and you decide to change a bunch of stuff with it. I don't care as long as it works. Right. Like if, if, yeah, like, yeah. if you decide that like, Henry's now going to be named Todd and Claire. They're going to change her name to, to Barbara and like whatever, like one of them has like a tail, you know, it's just like, like if you're going to change stuff, as long as it makes sense, I don't really care. But when you're like, Hey, you're my best friend. I can't wait for us to grow together and have this great relationship. And then it's just like, "Eh, bye. And then like, you don't show that. There's just a lot of that in the movie where it's like there's stuff that starts to get touched on and then they just move on to something else. And mm-hmm. once once Alba gets introduced, I feel like the movie starts to get a little more focused. Yeah, I think that one of the things that they weren't able to do in the movie is they, they ended up... Um, shortening and like telling you that that's how you're supposed to feel as opposed to like show you things to make you feel like something for the characters so like exactly your example of like we're going to be really good friends someday and they're just like telling and you're supposed to believe that but they don't like show you any other scene of them bonding actually at the beginning when you get introduced to the gomez character he's not there's a really like um friction type of first encounter where he just Gomez doesn't trust Eric Bana and like all this stuff so you you have no reason to believe that they are going to become good friends right and I guess you're supposed to believe that but then they never like go back to that um I feel like that's the same with a lot of the bond between Claire and uh what's Henry like it, it's like they didn't spend enough time. There's a lot of, I don't know. It's like it, they didn't spend the right time, the right st- screen time on the right things or something. I don't really know. I agree. Do with you that. think we jumped too far ahead and should have explained the plot <laughs> of the movie? <laughs> we should have. 
I'm realizing that perhaps there's lots of people that have no idea what this is about. Yeah, so go go ahead and give a give give your summary. Okay. The so Liza summary. <laughs> um I will try to keep it prompt ish. Um The Time Traveler's Wife is a movie by Robert Schwent Schwent he has a weird fucking name. Um Schwentke. Something like that. Uh, with Rachel McAdams, Eric Bana, and Ron Livingston. That's um, Gomez. Gomez. himself. Um, uh, it tells a love story um, between the main characters where Eric Bana is, a, he time travels and has no control over it. It's set in like our reality, right? Like it's set in our world, but... There aren't, in, like, a million time travelers. There's not flying no. cars. There's it's no not cars. in the future. It's, like, our early 2000 time. Or, like, I, I think the 90s. Because... I think the um, I think the majority of it takes place in the 90s. And then, like, by the time Alba gets introduced, it's, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. So... It's somewhat contemporary to our time, and uh, it, yeah, and so he time travels, he has no control over it, it's usually short periods of time, and he time travels to places or times or near folks that he knows, so it's not, like, random, it's very, like, emotionally bound to his experience, um, he, on, in the movie, they mostly show him traveling in the past but you get you understand later on that he does travel in the future as well and in his traveling in the past he meets uh rachel mcadams character claire when she's six years old and he keeps revisiting her in the past and when she grows up to be an adult, they they find each other or, like, happen to bump into each other. Um, so, and this is where time travel gets a little iffy. To Rachel McAdams, she's known this guy her entire life. But to Eric Bana's life, he doesn't know who she is until they meet when Rachel McAdams is an adult. Right, so, like, where, why did he visit her when she was a kid if they have not met yet as adults? Right, it is tricky, but the idea is that because they end up dating in Rachel McAdams' present when she's an adult, and they they date and date and get married and, like, they live their life together, then Eric Bana starts traveling to story where you're like well how does he start meeting her if he doesn't but we're gonna put that aside um and suspend our disbelief and uh so most of the movie is kind of the struggle of this love affair that starts from like it's very much like the a mix of like star-crossed lovers 
in a way where they're like, you're not supposed to have that deep of a bond with a person when you're like constantly have no control over where and when you're going to be. Because he will randomly just disappear mid-dinner, mid-conversation, cannot have a job, therefore. Um, Cannot have close friends because he will disappear randomly um, into, like, other time. Yeah, and you're bringing he up a point also I didn't really think about. Clothes. Like, the fact that he can't have a job and her job is running an art gallery or, like, working yeah. at an art gallery. How she's do an have, artist. How, yeah, she's an artist. How do they afford that apartment? And then, like... Who knows? And then, like, later when they have a kid and they have a humongous house... Like well, in the movie, he he oh, wins right, right, he right. wins the lottery That's for right. her to have a giant house and a studio. That's right. My question was more before he meets her. How the fuck is he? And also, well, I guess they, he does have like he works at the library at the beginning of the when they when they meet when she right. her version or his version of them meeting for the first time. He works at the library, but I don't know how you would keep a job. I guess they show him, like, hide in the deep, deep, like, uh, if, like, every library in the world was, like, a Harry Potter library where there's, like, (laughs) hidden uh, aisles in the back dark corners that nobody sees with the dark arts and you're not allowed to look at it, then he would hide in those when he feels like he's about to travel. Mid shift, I guess. It'd be so. It'd be one thing if, like, when he left, and when he time travels, like he just returns back to the point when he left. But as they establish, like, he could be gone for twenty minutes. He could be gone for two weeks, and so, like, I it seems unrealistic to me unless every person is in on what is going on with him, including the people he works for, that they'd be like. Yeah, keep your job, even though you seem to just vanish without being able to be contacted for yeah. days, weeks, hours, whatever. And sometimes, like mm-hmm. you said, mid shift, he might just like vanish and yeah. so, like and like leave your clothes behind. Right. So is the library just like, well, I guess he's off being a pervert, you know, like his clothes are here. <laughs> he's not, but hey, he's a good librarian, so we gotta keep him on. Yeah. I don't know. I I have a V I ha- so I I have a memory that in the book they actually talk about that way more that the fact that like his personal life is like quite complicated on top of his like emotional and like health um status uh he also I I remember like like periods of the book where he's like described as like you know a vagrant or something like yeah. that just like Always with, like, a five o'clock shadow, always looking exhausted, like, at least to to, to Rachel McAdams' eyes. Because um, the difference with the book is that you get, the way the book is written is each chapter is through the eyes of the main character. So it's either the entire ch- chapter is written through Rachel McAdams' character, Claire, or another chapter will be through Henry's. Uh, um, perspective so you you get oh shoot we lost Liza hang on oh no okay you're back you're back 
the different version of the same situation or the same argument or the same thing that happened, but you get the different um, perspective of it. I think that was my favorite thing ever yeah. to read. Um, and you don't really get that in the movie, which would be an easy thing to do. Like in movies, you'd see that with other movies they do it all the time. I can't think of one right now, of course, but where you get like, remember this scene where you get this different, perspective of it from this character and then you like learn more about it like actually knives out was like that a little yeah, bit yeah 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 um it's interesting like in the book i feel like i mean they they're sort of co main characters in the book but i think like you get more of the perspective of claire in the book because like she's like a constant versus you know like you're getting Henry at age 41, Henry at age 23, like, you know, the beginning of each chapter, mm-hmm. it, it notes whose perspective you're getting and what age they are. And like mm-hmm. Claire's story is just sort of like a linear progression. And Henry's is sort of yeah. like, you know, he might be, like I said, he might be 41, he might be 20, you know, whatever. And because of that, I feel like you're much more associated with Claire when you're reading the book. The movie, even though it's called yeah. The Time Traveler's Wife, is about Henry. Yeah, yeah. Like he is the main character true. of the movie. She is sort of like uh, there for things that happen to him, but there's not a lot of stuff mm-hmm. other than like when she is sort of dealing with the pregnancy and, you know, like when he disappears for like a couple seconds, you get like a little bit of her sort of like having to clean up after him. But a lot of yeah. the story's not about Claire. That's true. That's very true. It it the movie is much more about Eric Bana's perspective, and that's typical um, misogynistic movie making. And the patriarchy needs to be taken down. And this is example A. Yeah, I mean, I know you kind of mean this as a joke, but it it's there's truth to this in terms of the book is written was written by Audrey. I don't know how to say her last name. It starts with an N. Um, the uh so a female person yeah. and then the movie was written and directed by dudes um i would like to so say that i uh, i get- i 100 agree with you and i kind of wish i didn't make a jokey <laughs> voice when i had said it because the point the the point stands <laughs> like i i am 100 on that team of like <laughs> i wish this movie shared a little bit of like co-perspective because like like I said, as a movie that is called The Time Traveler's Wife, you're j- like she is just a character that happens to be involved with Henry because he's the main mm-hmm. character. Mhm. Yeah, and you I feel like in the book you get much more of both of their struggles and maybe more of hers because it is um she is kind of the main character, but you get more background on Eric Bana's story or Henry's story versus the movie has more Henry's story, but not enough of Claire's perspective. And so it feels like you're supposed to think that he's a, like, she's just kind of a known half of the time that they're having an argument. It just seems like she's being unfair because of the way the story is being told. And, and that I think participates in, like the patriarchy bullshit where it like there's two sides to a story and 
if you're going to be in a partnership, both sides need to be like, it's not about like one being unfair to the other. And sometimes it is, but not like overarching through the entire relationship. Right. It's not like, so in the movie they have, they, they get pregnant at a certain point. She gets pregnant. I shouldn't say they get pregnant. She gets pregnant. Um, he doesn't share any of the burden of being pregnant. (laughs) She gets pregnant and she has a miscarriage because it turns out that the, the kid also carries his time traveling gene. And we sort of just get this like perspective of like, you know, obviously she's, she is sad and she is, she is dealing with stuff too, but like, we're just getting the, like Henry's deciding to get a vasectomy, like this sort of like, thing the only time without without talking about, about right, without talking her. about like, her he makes his decision the only time i will say that we get any sort of like this is a claire scene is when she like when back in time like a younger version of him shows up at their door and then she sneaks off to help him and then they end up having sex and she gets impregnated by past version of henry that See, After current, current Henry had had the vasectomy, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's the only time that like Henry happens to be the character in Claire's scene. Yeah, that she has some control over like what's going on. Right. She the the movie makes it look no control over nothing, but yet is the nagging wife yeah like, and even that which is kind of, it's ridiculous and even like that scene ultimately is portrayed as like this thing that she did to henry like it's not like you know like he sort of is like i mean it it doesn't turn into like this huge blowout fight but it is like this thing where he's like she he has to like confront her about this thing that she did because she's acting weird and so like it's again it's like it's one scene where she has some control over things and then it immediately goes back to how this affects henry and mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, he she's pregnant, so like it does affect the both of them. But it just again, it's like this it's this like male dominated storytelling where it's like, yeah, she had one scene where she got to do her her stuff, but like ultimately we have to check in with how this is affecting our our main Ma- character, the man, Henry. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the I felt like that too when especially during that argument quote-unquote argument which isn't the biggest argument that they have in the movie but the they automatically jump to like well it wasn't cheating because it's you right just from and you're like what like nobody i mean i don't know did anybody bring that up like, right and it's just like like the automatic thing that she says is well it wasn't cheating like she's feeling guilty which obviously she's not and shouldn't right meanwhile he's the one that keeps traveling back to her as a teenager all the time like yeah. you know it's like and also it's the one that like she technically married the quote-unquote wrong henry like the one that attended the wedding is like a future is version of Henry. The one is the future old one. Yeah. So like if we're gonna go to like who's cheating on who here? Like it just gets real like murky. So I don't know why the heck they would bring that up that at that one time. Yeah. When like obviously this is not this does not apply to this relationship because they have had to like you know, build their bond through different different versions of the of each other, right. which is kind of ridiculous, but part of the story, I guess. Yeah. Um. 
the did you see so you said you, you saw the movie did you see the movie in theaters i sure Which, did oh man <laughs> was sure it did. like were you the only guy there I, I'm sure there were. Like, do I, I don't. Remember? I don't remember. I'm sure there was like other people on dates. I mean, it. It. Yeah. It, it, so this movie came out in 2008. I think it was still like this was. What two years after the Notebook? Three years, something like that. Oh, probably yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, four. It. It's incredible to think this was like four years after Mean Girls. Yeah, in terms of like that is Adams like trajectory <laughs> that she went from. I didn't like, even think about that. She went from like high school queen bee yeah. to like mom in like yeah. and like like and at no point I'm just like uh uh-uh, uh no that's Regina that's Regina she can't be a mom it's like she plays yeah. it like I I think Rachel McAdams is wonderful like I think she's yeah. a, like a terrific actress and at no point like. She is just one of those people. I think she could play whatever age is called upon for her because she's just like, she can do whatever. And like, she's like, she looks young enough. I don't think she could still play Regina in high school, certainly like today. But like the the difference between like her in 2004 and her in 2008 is like, you know, it's, it's four years, but like she doesn't look like she should be like 40 either but you're also you don't look at her and you're like well there's no way that she'd be a mom to alba you know at at that age but she does and she pulls it off really well and she also was regina four years earlier and you're just like at no point are you like you know like sometimes you see somebody playing a high school and you're like there's no fucking way and Mm -hmm. like Lindsay lohan maybe is the example of that even though i think she was probably closer to high school age than yeah uh, Rachel McAdams was then, but like she just has sort of a eternally youthful face. Yeah. No, I think she was very believable. I actually think when I first saw the time traveler's wife, I probably didn't even realize that it was Regina, whatever her last name is. I from would say Regina King, but that's the actress. King. Oh. I think. Yeah. Regina. Hmm, let me. I'll look it up on IMDb. Okay. Sure Regina from Mean Girls. Um, I I don't think I probably I probably didn't realize until later on that it was the same actress. Um, it's quite Regina, a different character. Regina George. Character for her. George George. Another very uh royal name. Yes. I guess. Hmm. Well, when you have a name like Rachel McAdams, you have to have. <laughs> um, yeah, I so I didn't really like the movie then, and rewatching it now, honestly, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be, or as I remembered it to be. I agree. Um, I also don't have like the book freshly in my mind because I think there's quite a bit of difference. I was looking it up uh, today and the in- ending is very different in the book and in the movie. Um, so I think people that probably like Jillian that read the book before the movie came out probably were either upset or, or at least disappointed. Um because, you know, you get fed a story and then when you're excited to see the movie, 
version, you're, it's tough. I think it's like adaptations are just like really hard to do. Yeah. As much as like most movies we were, we get now are adaptations. Like it's really hard. I think to, to follow up from something already pre-written that already has a fan base that loves the one version they were told, you know, mm-hmm. but then also like, what's the point of remaking the exact same thing? Like, I feel, what was it? I saw, there was a movie one time that I, I had read the book and I, and I saw the movie and all I was feeling was like, it was the exact same thing. Like, what's the point? Like you need some kind of adaptation. Zack Snyder's Watchmen is like the, is like the, it, oh yeah, it is like, like I, there is a bit of like uh, variety in terms of like, he changed something with the ending but overall, it's just almost yeah. like a shot for shot. Like it's the book on screen. Yeah. Like some people want that is like some people will like that's what they're yeah. looking for. But like when you are adapting something to screen, you kind of want to see something a little different than what was on the page. Yeah. Especially like, with a comic book where right. you're already fed a visual person, right. like exact like the visual is already like done for you. That to then put it into a movie, like if you're going to do the exact same thing, it's like, well, I mean, I'm, it's like, reading, I'd rather read the book. Yeah. I just, I did that already. I've right. been there, done that. So, so I imagine it's really hard, but also like, what's the point of doing it? If you're not going to put your own interpretation or your own sauce on it. Yeah. Um, but then you play the risky game of like getting a whole lot of people hating what you made. Yeah because it wasn't what you were picturing or you know you can't share it's almost very unlikely that you're going to share your perspective with like most readers yeah i don't know it's really hard but then also i think you got to be able to make a good movie in general so if you yeah (laughs) if you're making it at least with this one i feel like when you watch, when you've read the book and you watch the movie again, it just feels like you're getting a cheap, quick, like throwaway version. When like the book, if the book you feel can be like so much deeper or had like way more meaningful scenes or lingered on some certain feelings or something like that, and then the movie just kind of feels like a blockbuster like oh it's just a love story and you're like well no i had more to that right. and and you're skipping all of this because you quote unquote don't have the time but like we made fucking lord of the rings three hours yeah like you know and that was a lot of fucking battling so <laughs> and i i know i'm, I'm not trying to hate on lord of the rings and you know you really like it and there's a lot of people that really like it i liked them when they came out I still like the first one a lot. I did not read the books. But if you can make a three-hour-long movie that has mostly fighting, you can make a three-hour-long movie about, like, deep characters that have meaningful relationships mm-hmm. if you wanted. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, hiding behind the, like, well, it has to be under a certain amount of time and there's only so much you can show right. is kind of a bullshit use sometimes. But anyway... That was uh, your minute rant by Liza. Ah, that was the that was Liza's patented minute rant. Um, okay, so out of five discarded pants left behind by a time traveler, what would you give the time traveler's wife? The movie. 
the movie? Um, I would give it a two and a half discarded pants in the woods by a time traveler. Uh-huh. Uh, two and a half uh, out of five. Yeah. Um, because it has a good concept. It's visually, it has really pretty cinematography. I will give it to that. Like, it has pretty lighting, and um, it gives, it definitely tried to give you the, like, moods of the book, where there's, like, nostalgia, and also, like, warm summer in the fields, and, like, like you're getting that visually. Um, but you're not... But I don't feel like the writing was good enough to, like, carry the emotional burden of both the characters. And I have this big pet peeve that I'm slowly realizing that I didn't know I had with movies. And maybe that's not a thing that is being done anymore, but I... I've been rewatching um, and watching for the first time all of the Dragonheart movies. This is really random. <laughs> What's Dragonheart? Do you know? So there's this night old nineties. Uh, is it late, Sean Connery? Sean Connery is play, like voices a dragon, and then Dennis Quaid is the main character for the first one. So it's like late eighties, early early nineties, maybe. Okay, it's like fantasy it's ridiculous it has knights and dragons and hearts um (laughs) and we're stuck at home so might as well watch all five of them if you did not know there were five of them there are five of them i was barely aware there was one like 30 seconds ago (laughs) The most recent one was like 2017, wow. which is the part that is bananas. It's ra- and Randy Quaid's in that one, right? <laughs> you wish. Um, they are all like an hour and a half, so you know why not? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, in those movies and in the Time Travel's Wife. Eric Bana, so the main male character, and Dennis Quaid did it in the first movie of Dragonheart, which I didn't know as a kid, but rewatching it now. They do the thing with this voice. Like, it sounds like they're deepening their voice on purpose mm. and, like, are slightly whispering all the time. And I feel like it's it just sounds really forced and not, like... And it's trained, I don't know, is it trained to show, like, a a moody, but, like, dark, dark and twisted man? Like, I don't know. I think for sure. It fucking bugs the shit out of me, and I think it was very distracting for this movie. I did not catch it the first time, but I think it took away from my teenage years of thinking Eric Bana was cute. That, it, I don't know. Did not feel the same now. How about you? What do you rate it? Um, I think I'd also give it two and a half pants out of five. Um, (laughs) I think if, if I were like grading this movie on like two halves, like 
the half before Alba and the half after Alba, like, I think it's like, it's bordering on like a one out of five for the first like, mm-hmm. half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then once they introduce Alba, like the scene where he meets her in the future when she's on like a field trip, I uh-huh. I love that scene. I think it is very good. They yeah. have like the Eric Bana and whoever that child actor are like have very good chemistry together. And like, mm-hmm. I believe they were father and daughter. And like from that move, like that point on, like I think the movie is like much closer to like a three and a half after that. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it's, it evens out at about a two and a half. I think like the scenes were like older Alba is talking to younger Alba about like what's going to happen to her dad is like very sweet. Like it's, yeah. like, it's like an older sister talking to a younger sister. And like, it's, I don't know. Like once that happens, I think the movie is like it. I don't want to say it's good, but like it gets much better. I did cry a couple times towards the end. I think yeah. like, the scene where he meets Alba in the future. And then like, you know, the, the, there's a couple times where the movie gets gets me including mm-hmm. the scene where so the towards the end of the movie spoiler alert Eric Bana gets shot mm-hmm. and so once like that happens and then like there's a scene where Rachel McAdams is laying in bed and she's sad and then Alba just like crawls into bed with her and like puts her her mom's arm around her is like very mm-hmm. cute mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's like stuff to like in the movie I, you know, wish it was maybe a little more even all the way through, but yeah, I think like two and a half is probably a fair rating for it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, obviously I give it the same, but I agree with you that there's like pretty good parts of the movie, but also really cringing parts of the movie. And so it just becomes an average movie because of that. Um, There's really good performance and really poor performance as well. So same thing. It, it just kind of meets in the middle. Yeah. Um, I, I agree that the little girl that played Alba is so fucking cute. The fact that they were able to hire, I, I assume the two little girls that play Alba are sisters. Cause they were like they really look, similar they looking. Look very similar. And like one is like four inches taller than the other. Yeah. Like they have the same face. Just one of them is taller. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming they are sisters in real life, but, but the little girl that plays Claire is annoying as shit yeah she's very annoying i think those scenes um are just adds to the bummer and weirdness of him traveling back to see a little child in the woods um it like it didn't help that the this the the it's awkward and it's strange and then on top of that the acting is like i don't know about this um yeah but I don't know. It was kind of fun to revisit. It made me want to reread the book more. Definitely. I, um, you brought up the point that you liked it more this time around. I really didn't like the movie. The first time I saw it, I liked it much more this Mm -hmm. time, even though like, I think I was able to like find more problems with it, watching it this time. I I still like, I don't know if it's that like, I have, have just become like an emotional sucker in my older (laughs) ages. So like, I just cry at stuff and like that yeah. like bumps up the quality for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I did like it more this time, even though, like I said, I wish it was more even, I still liked it more than the first time I saw it. Yeah. I mean, same. I think I, I like 
I remember really hating the performances and the cheesiness of it. Like, it just felt so much cheesy in the movie. And I hadn't read the book, but for some reason, it made me want to read the book. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I've ever experienced that. I've, I've since then have experienced that, too, with other movies that made me feel like, oh, maybe the book is better. Yeah. Because um, a lot of the times, they, things are like that. Um and and that turned out like that. And then the time this book, Time Turner's Wife, was like the first book that I read besides Harry Potter that wasn't like an assigned at school book. Uh-huh. And um, so it was kind of fun. And it was like a little bit more. It was definitely more adult because it talked about like being married and relationships and like um, there's like a whole chapter about a sex scene in the yeah. book. So it's like not. I wouldn't. It's not like a, what do you call that, a teen, a young adult oh, mo- book. Okay. I, don't, I wouldn't call it that. I mean, I guess like young adult in terms of like if they're in late high school, early college. But I wouldn't have like my 15-year-old read it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's me, though. Some people are different. Yeah. Um, well, Liza, that subject matter is very... I'm glad that you brought it up because it's very timely because let's move on to the Suppersburs. Wait, is this a segue from what I'm talking about? Like the sex scene? No, 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 no. Yeah, um, Liza, the surprise prize is we're going to talk about pornos um yay no i was the surprise prize is a question (gasps) and the surprise prize is uh, the question is do you have any books that turn into movies that you're a big fan of like the that you thought the movies were better than the book okay um well, this is rare for me because I don't read as much as I watch movies. <laughs> That's I think nowhere near that. I think anybody who says they read more books than they watch movies is either a nerd or a liar. <laughs> um, I I yeah, there's no way I could catch up to the same level yeah, and I Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and now I don't even read that many books that truly could be turned i mean no i read a lot of like biographies yeah yeah i don't know things like the essays so you know anyway besides that uh the one that jumped in my mind is the hunger games i only read the first book um but i and i saw all the movies and i Read the first book and it wasn't that bad. Like if you're into reading that, I would call a younger. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good, right? but it is young adult. Um, if you're into that, uh, you probably have read it then. But uh, it it's pretty good. Um, the movie when I saw it was like pretty on par with the book. Either like. I remember the movie being better than the book because it, like, explained or lingered on some emotional struggle way more. Like, I remember the book reading it and being like, wow, that it sounds hard, but I don't, like, feel it. And then watching the movie version of 
certain scenes or certain struggles or certain fights or something and feeling like way more for the characters than in the book. So there's that. I did not continue reading them because I was told that they decreased in quality as they went. So I got discouraged to continue reading them, but I did keep watching the movies and the movies did pretty much the same thing. But um, that's interesting. I, feel the exact opposite about the movies i actually thought the movies got better as they went on oh even though there are parts of the last like of part two that are kind of frustrating from a cinematic perspective that i'm sure just kind of carried over from the book including she gets like knocked out for the finale of the battle which is just like because you're following you're following katniss and then like you're like here we go it's the end of the fight and it's just like bonk and then it's like oh the fight's over and it's like we won oh yeah it's like what the fuck what but Mm -hmm. other than that like i thought catching fire was better than the hunger games and Mm -hmm. um the the mocking jay movies have sort of a you know they're a little imbalanced, but I, I've overall, like, I think I liked them more than the first one, but I think that might be one. Jennifer Lawrence is like a great actress to start, but I think she gets like better as she's getting a little older. And then like Philip yeah. Hoffman has like more to do in these movies than like, uh, what is that guy's name? The guy who was in American beauty. Um, the guy, like he's Lenny the guy Kravitz. not Lenny Kravitz, but yeah, Lenny Kravitz. Um, the guy who has like the very like structured facial hair from the first movie. Oh, oh, I, yeah, I don't remember the actor's he, name, but like, I don't know which one. Like Philip Seymour Hoffman and, um, wha- why can't I remember his name now either? The Stanley Tucci, like they have more to do in the later movies. <laughs> and so I think like it just, and it becomes like a, a little bit of more of a character study than just like a, uh, battle Royale with kids in the later movies yeah. so i i think like i just like them more as they progressed as movies but i i also like i didn't read the books and i understand that yeah i've heard the same thing about the books that they just sort of decrease in quality yeah i honestly i don't quite remember the movies very well so i'm i'm not i'm not gonna fight you on that um you better not <laughs> i will cut your mic i remember Okay, I remember the very last scenes of the very last movie being terrible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I'm thinking they decreased in quality is because I remember liking the first one pretty well. And then by the last movie, the last 20 or half hour of the last movie, I was like enraged, which is, I mean, on par for my person, but ridiculous. And um, yeah, so that's what I remember. And that maybe that's why I'm thinking they decrease. I don't remember the in between, so yeah. I believe you. Um, the uh, but I, I think it, you get so much more visual that is like fun, quote like funish in the movies yeah. than in the book. That I, I think in that way, the movies, in my opinion. How about you? Do you have an experience like that? Um, I think for me. I try. I didn't read the Lord of the Rings as like a child. I read them like in my late teens when like they announced that there was movies coming out, and so mm-hmm. I tried to read each book before the movies came out. And like I like the books. I think like um, the things that people make fun of Tolkien for, like having like 
too long of a of an excerpt about like second breakfast and you know like how you know how long the hobbits take to like build something like that sort of stuff is is boring to me and so like mm-hmm. having the movies be i know you sort of made fun of lord of the rings movies earlier and we'll we'll talk about that off air liza um but the oh, shit. <laughs> the movies i think are like very good especially the the three lord of the rings movies i think the hobbit movies are are not very good at all but um the Lord of the Rings in terms of like taking the book to screen and sort of like amplifying it, I thought were very good in that way. And like, not necessarily like, you know, I sort of complained about Watchmen earlier. I think like the Lord of the Rings, because it's not a visual book, there's no artwork to it other than like a few maps and stuff. Um, Seeing all that stuff on screen. And like, I've always said like, if they had like a five hour, documentary where you just like got to walk around middle earth like i do it and so um i think for me the lord of the rings movies sort of exceeded what i imagined them when i was reading them as books yeah i could i could see that and i think that like there's some and it's probably why most movies that get made from books or like fantasy slash sci-fi type of things because you get to do so much more visual wow with those um than like a love story you know the notebook or something where it isn't fantastical um but yeah and then it gets yeah then you do it's it must be really hard to like be able to adapt a book to a movie because you you got to I I imagine that you have to stick to like a very precise plan. Yeah. Um, Cuz you could get overwhelmed really quickly. Yeah. I assume. Yeah. Cool. Well, that'll do it for this episode everybody. Yeah, thanks for watching it with me and I'm so glad you read the book. Me too. And uh <laughs> The other thing I'd be glad about is if you all subscribe to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash studio and liked, oh, us, damn. and liked us on Instagram because we put up something almost every week on Instagram about the episode. So if you go to instagram.com slash throwback to school. There's some pretty good funnies on the, on the gram. Some pretty good funnies. And if I ever remember, I may update that Facebook page at throwback to school on Facebook. Ooh. We'll see. You can feel very special yeah. by following us on Facebook. Right. It's, it's, a, it's be- much more of a treasure if you see a Facebook post because it rarely <laughs> happens. But... <laughs> um, Otherwise, you can share us with your friends, mm-hmm. even being far away from your friends right now. And you can review us. Yeah. On Apple Podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Okay, everybody. Well, <laughs> set them all. All right. Don't oh. disappear on us. Yeah, please don't disappear on us. Bye. We'll keep some warm clothes in the woods for you. <laughs> See you tomorrow! Bye.